Blog Talk Radio.
one uh, first line and first responders to uh, COVID, and especially uh, uh, Bob's favorite people, the people who stock shelves in the uh, supermarkets during the pandemic. Uh, tonight's program is, uh, is going to be a, a package uh, full of uh, good stuff. Uh, tonight's uh, on-air host are Bob, uh, Z, and Tony. So if anybody wants to call in and, and talk to anybody, give us a call. Uh, our number is listed on the uh, on the sheet, as you see. Well, let me start out. Uh, Z, what do you think about uh, Tyson Fury uh, and his uh, what's coming up for him now that he looks so so poor? In his last outing. Yeah, well, first I want to say hello to everyone. Um, Bob, Tony, Butch, uh, everyone. Um, you know what? I, I well, You can tell when the guy's not sharp. You can tell when a guy doesn't train for a guy. You can tell when a guy doesn't even study um, for, for, for his upcoming opponent. Tyson Fury went in there thinking that it was going to be a sparring session, and it ended up being. I'm sorry. It ended up getting more than he bargained for. Um, you always have to be aware when a guy has two fists and he's throwing them at you. You, you always have to be on point for that. It's as simple as that. Um when you get lazy and you thinking that you're in control, that's when you're most susceptible. That's how I got knocked down. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he, I mean, I saw the fight. I saw the whole thing. Tyson Fury, when he did, I mean, it was it was a clear skill differential um, mm-hmm. in boxing. In boxing, but first of all, I'm going to commend Tyson Nagano. He is a tremendous athlete. And he's smart. Right. Smart. Right. You didn't see him go out there and looking crazy. He did within the limits of himself what he could do right now. Um, and and, and really, you could tell that he worked on what he wanted to do. Yeah, he, so one, guy, one guy said he could have done, the other guy didn't. <laughs> that, that's what I looked at. Um, with that said, Francis clearly lost. He clearly lost the fight. And as far as with next attacking Gary, I mean, he, you know, really, he only has one or two directions to go. As far as you can try to rematch versus Ngannou fight, but I mean, it depends how Lucas says that be, to be honest. And I mean, right now, to me, that's the safest bet. That is Tyson Fury's safest bet is to rematch versus Ngannou. Might be as more yes. Lucas said that. So. Yeah. Well, one thing that has to be considered is. He, is he had a theory that Usyk had a contract, contract signed for December 23rd. Uh, but what happened was after this fight, and, you know, Tyson Fury suffered, you know, cut, um, it looked like he was getting pushed back to February. So right now he has a contract with Usyk that was scheduled for the 23rd. It looks like it's going to get pushed back to February. So Fury could go the Ngannou route uh, because maybe it could be more lucrative. Just to let you know, it did less than a hundred thousand buys, so it wasn't lucrative at the at the pay per view game. Mm-hmm. But with that said, even if he would have go, if he would have decided to go the Ngannou route, there's probably going to be some uh, litigation involved because of the contract mm-hmm. he has in place with Usman. So, yeah. hey guys, let me just uh, interrupt you for just a second. 
Caden has uh, joined us. Uh, uh, everybody knows uh, that uh, Mr. Caden has uh, become a, uh, a hunter there by uh, working uh, on weekends. So uh, he, he, he's got his, his he's on his lunch break. He called so. him a hundred air. <laughs> he called him a hundred air. air. <laughs> yes, sir. He, he gave up a million air. It almost went by me. You know what? A hundred air. It's so good. Hey, Caden, give us your rundown with Whitaker and uh, Usman. Um, well, I mean, that whole fight between Ngannou and Fury, it was it was so like sudden for me because it was the same thing that was happening, you know, today. I uh, I went on my break and I completely forgot about that fight, uh, and so it was like 30 minutes after my break, I I, I go on social media and I realized, oh my god, like. Uh, Francis Ngannou just knocked down Tyson Fury. <laughs> so I turned on the fight and started watching the, the end bits of it. And I don't think I've ever seen out of any of the, the, the Tyson Fury fights that I've seen, which hasn't been, hasn't been much, but it's been a few. He looked like, like not himself at all. You know what I mean? He wasn't doing his usual stuff. You usually see him doing a lot of hugging. I feel like at least the part that I watched was he was just kind of stumbling around the ring. You know what I mean? And it was, he looked kind of uncoordinated, wasn't really getting his hands going, wasn't moving his body as much. And then Ngannou was just in his face 24-7 the entire time. It was kind of like how you're like trying to swat away a fly from you and you can't get him away. That's what that fight reminded me of. How he won, how he got his hand raised at the end of the fight, I don't know. I don't know. I really thought that, and I was one of the, the guys that was that was saying that um, it, they shouldn't even fight, and that it should be um, it should just be just no, like it shouldn't happen at all. It shouldn't happen. Period. And Boyd and Ganu not only proved me wrong, but proved so many people wrong. And uh, it was it was a good feeling. It was definitely a good feeling to get proven wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good way to put it. It was a good feeling, man. I'm a boxing guy. I like MMA, obviously, but it was a good feeling because Nagano has such a, he has such a story. You know what I mean? Such an inspirational story. And the dude's overcome a lot. And I mean, you know, the UFC is the biggest MMA promotion in the world. He's the heavyweight champion, and you know, he took a gamble because the fight with Tyson Fury was his side. So when he left the UFC, he was leaving with just his, you know, his marketability, what little it is, right? Because he's not Conor McGregor. So, you know, he was really taking a gamble, and it paid off huge. And that was really good to see. And I actually, you know, whether I thought he won or not, I was hoping he got his hand raised just because it'd be like, all right, that's the – first of all, they got to make a movie of the guy. And so, I mean, I was just – yeah, really good. Yeah, great analysis, Caden. Great analysis. Thank you. Sadly, I can't be on for long either because my, my break ends in like in my like, uh, – like, 15 minutes, so. All right, let's, let's get back to my other question. Hey, he's on his break. Just stop. That's a, that's, a, uh, that's a loyal employee there. That, in fact, he's got uh, something he wants to buy, so he's got to keep his eye. I don't know. I do what I can. Like, today, I was, I was thankful, you know, luckily, luckily enough, to uh, watch a game as I was working, which isn't 100% allowed, but you know what? I got it done. 
And then my yeah. manager came around, I kind of just like snuck my phone in my pocket real quick. <laughs> Good stuff. But it Good worked stuff. out. It worked out. I got, I got some Navigate. trouble again. Trust us all, guys. That's just navigating the workforce. That's all that is. <laughs> yes. Hey, Caden, tell me a bit what your thoughts are on the Whitaker Usman fight coming up. Whitaker who? Usman. Oh, Usman. Oh. Yeah. No, it's not, it's, it's not a science fight, but uh, you know that, that it's, it's a fight that um, I forget who said that. Daniel Cormier said it's a fight he'd really like to see. It. So, right. you know, it's just been buzzing, but it's not signed or anything, Kate. You know, I, before, I before I get into that, because Uzik is on the – I mean, because um, Usman is, is on, the, uh, on the cards right now, uh, a fight I didn't get to talk about was uh, my boy, Hamzat Chimaev versus Kamaru Usman. Absolute, absolute wonderful. Like, I, I, when, I, when it got changed to that, I was so happy. Because, honestly, I didn't really want to see um, – I don't remember who he was about to fight before Usman. Probably, yeah, I didn't want to see that. I didn't want to see it because I knew how it was going to end. I, I knew that 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 uh, Hamza was going to beat him. And then when it got changed mm-hmm. to Usman, I, I got really excited. You know, especially the main. I think the main card got better as well. Uh, but uh, that fight was was amazing. Uh, Hamza looked sharp as hell, and uh, especially he keeps up with those those explosive first round performances. He kind of just jumps out and grabs him right away. Which uh, I don't think Usman was 100% ready for. You know, he's never fought someone who fights like that. Always, always fighting people who are more conservative, especially when you you're going to approach that fight against Usman. You're not going to think that you're going to run out there and just go to the takedown in the first 30 seconds of the fight. But you're also not Hamza Chimaev, so it makes sense why you're not thinking that. But um, as far as Usman and Whitaker goes. I, I think it's I think it's a good fight for for Usman's career because I do think his time in the in the in the middle in welterweight is probably over. So for him to go full, you know, jumping straight into the deep end on the middleweight division, I think it's a good move because you know it's it's not. He might honestly honestly if I was him, I would try out the waters with more of a of Martin Vittori than than a Whitaker, especially because. I'm not saying Vittori is, is, is some light rollover fight, but it's definitely, in my opinion, a more winnable fight than Robert Whitaker, especially stylistically for Usman. Absolutely and, agree. Uh, Absolutely agree. And, and you're looking at Usman's coming off of like like three fights in a row, three losses in a row. This is a guy that's used to being a champion, used to being a winner his whole life. Only had one loss in Okay. All right. Uh, well, I don't want you to miss your uh, your clocking back in. So uh, uh, let's move up to Bob and ask uh, Bob what what do you think about uh, Jemayoff versus uh, Oliver too? That's in the works. Oh, that would be great. But following up with what Caden said too, I'll give Usman credit. We knew that Hazmat was going to kind of do what he did, but Usman was able to defend some of those takedowns from. Um, and he used to be like, uh, you know, incredibly not, couldn't be taken down, but, you know, uh, Chima- Hazmat got in there. Um, Oliveira, too. 
That that will be a good fight. I, I think it's going to end up pretty much the same way, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Z? Um, yeah, uh, I, I like, you know, one thing is Usman, he's, he, you know, he's usually the guy who comes out there and grabs it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that, I, I, as I say, he, he's usually the guy, the more physically imposing I'm going to say. Um, he's moving up to middleweight. I don't know how that's going to work out. That's all I really kind of can say about that. Uh, he's not going to be doing guys like that. You know, he, I think you know he has to focus on striking a bit more, he just just because that's kind of where you know he's not going to be able to out wrestle these guys. These guys are bigger and stronger. Now he's going to be he's going to have his weight up too, but he hasn't you know he hasn't constantly fought in middleweight, and his style I don't know how successful that can be against certain guys. Right? What do you think, uh, Ty? Uh, I already gave my opinion on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I already, uh, I already spoke on that one. All right. How about uh, the Almeida uh, Derek Lewis fight? Uh, I suppose we're on tonight. Yeah. Unfortunately for Derek, not many people are giving him a chance in this fight. Not with a jiu-jitsu specialist who's on the rise. You know what I mean? So, obviously, Derek, you know, he's very capable of uh, timing uh, a strike to knock somebody out. But that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a puncher's chance. This guy, you know, he, he took a losing strike down. He's, you know, wasn't an elite kickboxer on a certain level. Um, you know, a more well-rounded striking skill set than Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is swinging and banging. Um, better technique than Lewis, a little bit lighter on his feet than Lewis. Um, so the fact of the matter is, if I made just Lewis down, which is probably going to happen, then eventually he's going to probably wrap a choke around him and call it a night. Okay. Well, then they were first. Supposed, he was first supposed to fight Curtis Blades, and then that got canceled. You know, so the that fact would have been that- interesting. Yeah, the fact that Lewis is stepping in, you know, that it's like last week, even with the UFC, I mean, they're kind of scrambling right now, and there's a ton of canceled fights. Things are just kind of falling apart right now for them. I mean, they're putting stuff together last minute, for you know, to make the show. So, um, uh, you know, just like Usman and, and uh, um, oh, I'm brain farting, Vol- Volkanovski stepping up last week, you know, or two weeks right, ago right. to make those fights happen. You know, and they didn't come away with the wins, but we got to give them credit for stepping up last minute as well. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, one thing versus other sports, fighters don't have a season. You know, boxers and MMA guys are just on. When that's that's why I've gone completely opposite direction. I do nothing but upper my cholesterol every day with everything I eat. You know, but back in the day when you live as a fighter, you're. 24 7 365 watching what you're eating training uh you might not be doing two a days or you might not be in a fight camp but you're still working out every day and you're still watching what you're eating so these guys are ready but still if you're not a good fight camp as you know six eight week fight camp getting ready for a 
for an event and things can go wrong. But, you know, if you're just kind of mediocre training, someone calls you and you only have two weeks to get ready, sometimes, you know, even getting your weight under control is tough in two weeks. But so huge respect for these guys putting it together last minute and stepping in there. Huge respect for Derek Lewis. It's not going to be the, the best showing to, of tonight because, again, this Almeida guy, he's big and he can grapple. So that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Ty, what do you think about uh, Rachel Pennington and uh, uh, Maya uh, Silva? Uh, they b- both uh, have a bantamweight uh, fight coming up uh, in, uh, I think it's two weeks. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Amanda Nunez, uh, she retired and vacated the crown, so somebody's got to fight for it. And that's kind of what's going on, obviously. Uh, the uh, 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 second lady, I forget her name, um, but she's coming off a, a submission win over Holly Holm. I saw that fight. I just forget the lady's name. who's fighting Raquel Pennington, Rocky Pennington. Um, what's the other mm-hmm. lady's name again? Silva. Myra Silva. Yeah, Myra Silva. That's right. So she's, yeah, she's coming off that submission win over Holly Holm. It was pretty impressive too. She did it with a stand-up guillotine. I believe it was a stand-up guillotine. It might have been a stand-up flash, but uh, she, you know, submitted it. Um, and, you know, Rocco Pen- Rocky Pennington has been on there like a three- or four-fight win streak. So they're the most worthy contenders, but really what it comes down to is Amanda Nunes is retired. Somebody's got to fight for the belt. Um, and, uh, yeah. And the other girl, Jessica Penna, is not ready to compete. So that's how we get these two fighting for the belt. Have you guys heard the uh, the big UFC news out there that uh, old poor Mark Zuckerberg tore his ACL while training? Yeah, Zuck is serious about this fight against Elon Musk, and you know, an absolute yeah, actually, came across my feed of a picture of him in the hospital. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, so I mean, actually, he's been training uh, jiu-jitsu for a while, and he was serious about getting in the in the ring. I mean, he's he's I guess trained with people like Volkanovski and Israel Asanya. Apparently, Zuckerberg, you know how these meta guys go. He he completely rented out the UFC Apex in October 2022, so he could privately view UFC Vegas 61. <laughs> yeah, like like literally for the last couple of years, I've been seeing like photos of him training. It's just been coming across different things I read where I see photos of Zuckerberg training. He would yeah. destroy Elon Musk, uh, but right. that's about as much as I'll talk about. That. Right. Hey, uh, time or let's see, uh, um, Z. Uh, what about uh, Bedebev and Bible come this fight coming up? Um, you talking about Benavidez? Uh, I know Benavidez is fighting uh, Andre coming up. Um, I, I know I spoke on that fight, and you have one guy. Um, it, it, as I say, Andre, he's talented. He, he's talented, and he's an athlete. Um. That's his, that's his advantage is coming into a fight. Into a, I mean that's you know his 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 good point. But that's kind of it. That's kind of it. He's, he's, I mean Benavidez is, is a proven guy. And as I said, you have one guy who who who's steady. 
who said what he does in the ring is steady. And then you have Andre. <laughs> He's just not, you know, even his level of competition isn't steady. Well, it is steady. It's steadily not, not really good. So when you have a guy who's coming up and they're increasing their level of competition and, you know, they seem to get better and better when they do it, then you're fighting a guy who's kind of, who kind of never really tested himself to me or has never been tested by, by levels of competition. That's kind of what I see in this fight. And, you know, I, I see, I don't know how it's going to end as far as, you know, knockouts, but I'm fairly certain that Benavidez is going to win. Okay. Hey, there's a guys in the ranks. I, I, there, I, was I, a, uh, there was a what if. What do you say? What if... Uh, I said in, the, in reading the rags this week, there's, there was a, uh, uh, a thing in there about what if uh, John Jones and Francois Nagano got together in a match. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? That would be, first of all, that would be a dream come true. But it's a dream that couldn't come true for the next at least eight months because uh, I, I don't know the name for it, but John Jones tore his pack from his bone in training like a week before, uh, or, or not not a week before, but before his his, his fight that you're supposed to, that you're supposed to have against Sasha Getu or Stipe against Stipe. That's not happening anymore. Uh, tore his tore his pack from the bone in training. Absolutely tragic. But if that fight were to happen. I would hope that John Jones would win just by using using his wrestling. And um but again, you've seen with Francis Ngannou, you cannot count this guy out every single time. Whenever there's any uh, a shy of doubt against him, especially the the doubt I was put against him in that fight against Cyril Don. What did he prove me wrong? And uh ever since then ever since that fight I will never bet against Francis Ngannou unless He's fighting a man named John Jones. In that sense, I will go with John Jones. But I just want to thank you guys for for letting me on the show, and uh, love y'all keeping the uh, keeping the show going. Hey, you too, bro. Uh, hopefully, to see you again, man. Oh yeah, you you it's great to be on again. Hey, you you and, keep uh, uh, that hundred air stuff, okay? That hundred air will come. Great. To, it'll triple. I will. I will Great. hopefully. Hopefully, my break matches up with the show. This is the first time that my break has matches up with the show since I've been working here. So uh, hopefully, it'll be the same next week. I'm gonna try and get it to be the same next week. But uh, Good. yeah, hopefully, I'll see y'all next week. Well, thanks okay, for coming thank on. Well, congratulations and kudos on the job, man. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. Hey, Ty, what do you think about uh, Canelo Alvarez and uh, Jaime Mangoya um, for the uh, May 5th or May 7th, whatever it is they had to take you? Yeah, I, I saw that. That's a fight that uh, I know it's not signed yet. Uh, right. This might be, you know, a, a good fight for Canelo. And I was like, you know, I mean, yeah, maybe. But here's the thing. He signed a three fight deal with TBC. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the only way he can get a signing ID is a signing ID with also some 
seven years or so. So, this could be at a point where De La Hoya is like, all right, you know what, he's, he's as good as he's going to get. He's in his physical prime. You know, we'll go ahead and, and sell him the PVC and sell him out to Canelo. What do we have to do right now? So, that's the only way that because Canelo has a three-fight deal uh, with PVC in place with the first fight deal, uh, with the first fight having happened against him. So before he could go mm-hmm. and fight a Golden Boy fighter without PBC, he'd have to honor that deal. So if, mm-hmm. if that fight happens, that means Oscar De La Hoya is going to have to do business with Al Haynes, something that hasn't happened uh, very often in recent years. And right now, Golden Boy doesn't have a huge stable. But I think they're looking at Ryan Garcia as being kind of their blue chip marquee. And so, you know, maybe the time is now to go ahead and roll the dice on Jaime. But I'll be curious to see if it happens with the different politics and contracts that are already in place. Yeah, that's what we were trying to get out of of his partner uh, last week before he uh, decided to to go off. But – uh, he will he will be back on in, in a couple weeks. Uh, he was just having a bad okay. night. Uh, we had we actually had forty lines open, and I was trying to go down and and uh, take the background out of that, but uh, that just didn't happen. So I apologize to everybody for that. But uh, um, Z, why don't you think about what did you think about uh, that fight? Um, Canelo and Jaime Munguia. You know, Ty made a very good point as that Jaime's probably as good as he's going to get. Um, and with that said, we, we, we always see Canelo, he, he does not mind taking a tough fight. He doesn't, he, he, he'll go in here test himself. You know, he, he's not a guy who tends to shy away from, from tough fights. He also take you know a, a, a not as tough fight every now and again, which which every fighter kind of deserves. Um, I, I look at Jaime Munguia kind of like that if it happens. I mean, as I said, as Ty alluded to, it's it's going to be hard to happen just because of the cross promotion. But it, I, I think that Canelo will look to that as not as difficult of a fight, it's just because Jaime Jaime's good. He's, he's active. He's, he's big, but. Last time I seen Jaime, I, I, he barely beat Derevchenko, questionably, an older version of Derevchenko. And off of that fight, he's he's not really even going to compete with Canelo, <laughs> to me. Just, and, just and, off of his and, last performance. So at this point, it would be you know it kind of makes a bit of sense to where you would almost not maybe cash Jaime out to a degree. You know what, something you, you also said that makes a lot of sense too, Zito, is you said, you know, Canelo, he definitely will take a tough fight or a bad style matchup, and then he'll take a couple, like, rebuild fights, win or lose. You know what I mean? Where it's like, all right, I took that, I did this for the fans, now let me go ahead and just make, make a couple dollars right quick. You know what I mean? Um, and the Jamal Charlo fight was supposed to be a tough fight. It didn't turn out that way, but it was supposed to be. So... When he signed a three-fight deal, one of the big questions was, is Benavidez going to be one of those fights? With that being said, if Benavidez does what Vito, you and I expect him to do, and that's defeat Andre, um, then it 
if Canelo were to take that Benavidez fight, it would make perfect sense that the fight he takes in the interim would be a Jaime Magia fight. Another big active pressure fighter who's just not as good, though. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of logical sense to a Jaime Magia fight on both sides, right? With what Zito said, as far as the way Canelo kind of schedules fights, and then the fact that, you know what, in a sense, Jaime's not going to get any better kind of time to cash him out. But like Zito and I both alluded to, you know, a lot of cross-promotional contractual differences that come into play. The, uh, here's the, uh, um, the, uh, the other question I had was, uh, uh, I know Regis Pedrosas and, and Haney, uh, Ty, what do you think? Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to that fight. That fight is what, two weeks, uh, next week, two weeks? Yes. Um, 11, 16. When yeah. is it? Yeah, right. 16. So uh, I think I'm I'm going to hold off on a prediction right now. Um, the the big thing is uh, right now a lot of people are leaning Haney because he's a you know kind of a purish boxer, and you know in his last fight Regis Gray had you know had some trouble with lateral movement, and it, you know it was a fight he, he could have easily have gone the other way, not because he was getting beat up, but just because he really kind of. You know, couldn't he couldn't do anything, and neither could the other guy. So it was a you know, it, it, it showed a weakness in Regis Regis Progray game that guys like Zito, myself, we always knew we had that weakness. That's a weakness that Zito and I always knew. But Regis Progray is now 34. As your athleticism wanes, right, certain technical mm-hmm. deficiencies become more clear. There's more clarity to your weaknesses. And with that said, a lot of people are leaning Haney, but it's a very dangerous fight for Haney. He's never been in a fight in a fight with a guy who uh, punches as hard as Regis with the type of quickness and explosiveness Regis has. Regis is a natural 140. He's been fighting there his whole career. This is Haney's, you know, first fight at 140. He's jumping in at the deep end of the pool. We all know Haney's not the biggest puncher. Maybe at 140 he's going to be a little bit more authoritative in his punches. Uh, but for all the pure boxing accolades Haney gets, his defense is leaky. He's been rocked on numerous occasions. Uh, this is a very interesting fight. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to hold off on a prediction because I know we're going to talk about it as, you know, the week comes. Um, so, with that said, I'm, I'm curious to hear what Zito has to say about it. Mm-hmm. The, the, to me, Wait. this fight comes down to feet. It comes down to feet. Regis Progray, I mean, he he's active. He's active and you know he's good. While you can see he's kind of missing something. As good as he is, you can kind of see he's missing some things. Haney's better technically. Regis to me has more fight in him. Like he 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 has more of a dog in him. Um, Haney's feet are, 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 are to me much more educated than than Progray. But when it comes to, like, the upper, the fist movement, it seems that Regis has something that, that Haney doesn't exactly like. Regis isn't slow of hand. And he, he has some power. He has very good, he has good power. Yes, that's he does. That, yeah, that's not something that, that makes Haney comfortable. 
Um, no, no, no. Have to, you, you have to get there. And um, with Haney, yeah. it's always a matter of getting there. It took Lomachenko a minute, but once he found it, it Haney couldn't do anything about it. Um, Regis Progre is not as consistent. He's nothing near what Lomachenko is as far as, you know, just boxing IQ. But what he what he can do with Haney, he can, he can pull some rounds from Haney. He could pull a few rounds from Haney to me. Um, whether he wins or not, I don't know. I, w- I would actually have to think about that more like Ty. But, I mean, it, it's, th- there's difficult and dangerous. This isn't a difficult fight for, for uh, uh, Haney. It's a dangerous fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, one thing, it's funny because, you know, I was never – I always liked – I like Progray, right, because he's, he's from New Orleans. He's a hometown boy. So I like Progray, but I was never sold on him – as being elite. I thought he was very good, not great, right? Um, and so like you, you felt there was something missing. I, I started paying attention a little bit. He didn't really start boxing until after high school. He's a late cover to the sport. So you, you kind of wouldn't know that, though, because he does, you know, even though he doesn't have a certain technical acumen, he does, you would think he has an amateur pedigree because he is very fundamentally sound. Um, I think he overmoves a lot of times with you know and puts himself out of position to return fire, and I think that's why he has trouble with lateral movement. But Zito made a very good point. There's a difficult fight, and there's a what was the other one? A dangerous fight. This is a yeah. difficult fight for Progray, but a dangerous fight for Haney. Okay, I like that Zito. Um, I like that one. Difficult and dangerous. I like that. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Bob, what do you think? Uh, there's a fight coming up with uh, Islam Makachevich and uh, uh, KG. Um, what's your thoughts on that one? I I didn't know that. Islam and who? KG. Oh, KG. I think that would be yeah. amazing. All right, so uh, another uh, Gagey is a phenomenal wrestler. We all know that I'm a big Gagey fan. Uh, Mankachev, there's not a whole lot of people that can uh, beat him or anything. So uh, Gagey, I guess, would be in the rotation. <clears throat> Gagey just came out and proved himself uh, in the uh, BMF. I believe he's the new BMF. So uh, uh, I'm all for it. But again, gosh darn it, man, Mankachev is a, is a machine. So. Uh, of course, I want to go with Gagey. Uh, he's my guy. I know that'll be an exciting fight. Um, they both got phenomenal wrestling. I'm going to give Gagey the edge with the hands, but Makachev's stamina and stuff. I mean, they both got great stamina. So, gosh, that'll be a great fight. I'm looking forward to that. When did you say that was going to be? It's just in the talking stages there. I'm looking that up right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's not a signed fight. Yeah, that's not signed. Uh, 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 okay. I would what love I like that. Right now, it looks like he, yeah, he's supposed to fight Oliveira next. But Gates, you know, Gates is right there in the queue. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because in the rankings, I don't think he's up yet, so. Yeah, no, what, no, what the Oliveira fight. Yeah, Dana White says the Oliveira fight is next. But. Gagey, because of, of the last victory, it was win streak, he's in queue. So if something were to happen, um, Gagey's the guy who'd be up next. 
Well, if, if anything's going the way it's going, the last two fights have been nothing but put back together. You know what I mean? Tons of cancellations. Yeah. We just found out Derek Lewis, our our, uh, our main event guy tonight, got a ticket what last week or whatever, speeding through Utah. Oh, yeah, for reckless driving, yeah. yeah Lamborghini. You know, hey, Bob, you were a UFC huh? fighter. Did you ever reckless drive in your Lamborghini? No. And it was 82, mi- 82 miles above the speed limit. Above. Above. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, you know, I've, Colorado, Utah, I've driven these roads. They're real, right. real, real long and real, real, real flat and real straight. And so, eh, if you're going to do it somewhere, maybe head out to, like, Montana or, or uh, South Dakota. But, um, <laughs> you know, Derek, you know, Mr. Lewis with his Lamborghini – I'd have to say you're more man than me. Ooh, yeah. Utah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Z, uh, Jamal Charles has a fight coming up uh, in two weeks uh, with uh, – I'll screw that up. I won't. He's Zito. Jamal is fighting um, uh, Jose Benavidez. David Benavidez's big brother, shot in the leg. Yeah, yeah. So, Um, you know, Jamal has it's Jamal. So Jamal obviously has a fight in two years, coming off mental health issue, and he's fighting. uh, Yep, Joseph Benavidez. He's fighting uh, Benavidez. Zito. Yeah, and you know what? That this is a good comeback fight for him. Um, Benavidez, so. he has a credible name, but he's not the most dangerous guy, and he's moving up. He's, move, yep. he's moving up into into, into the fight to get middleweight. Um, I would like to, you know, I I tell you one thing, Jamal. That's Jamal, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jamal. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the big brother. Yeah, Jamal. Yeah. I I I actually like Jamal. Fighting, I like. I think he's a better fighter than his brother to me, um, and, and more, more, just more cerebral than me. Uh, I would mm-hmm. like to see him come back. I would, I would like to see him come back. I would have liked to see if he had everything together. Maybe he would have got the shot against Canelo. To be honest, I would have liked to see that a mm-hmm. little more. I would have rather saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that would be a little more competitive, uh, a, quite a bit more dangerous for Canelo. But mm-hmm. he, he absolutely would he absolutely Z would have got the fight if uh if he were you know healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I, as I say, that's a fight that I think would have been more credible. I mean, not you know to me. But with that said, I mean, he needs, you know this is a good comeback fight for him, and I'm glad that he's getting back on the, the road, uh, you know, back on back on the horse. I, I know he's mm-hmm. looking for Caleb Plant, so. Well, actually, he said, "Don't call it a comeback because he's been here for years." Has he? Uh, I'm off. <laughs> 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 hey, well, let me ask you guys: What about uh, um, Demetrius Andrade um, fighting this week with uh, David ben- uh, Benavides? Oh, yeah, Zito just broke that one down for you. Yeah. As soon as I got that out, I realized it. 
Uh, Saying about we about don't call it a comeback though. Did, is it, did I see? Is LL Cool J? Is he singing for the NBA now? Is that is that what's happening? Is he? I know Flav the sung the national anthem, and it wasn't bad, which surprised I, the absolute dog shit out of me. So he tried. <laughs> he, he really tried. Like you could tell, he tried, and he be, be practiced. Surprised. Like, I, like, yeah, like I mean, he's not a great singer, but it was like, oh shit, he's, he's keeping a note. He's not trying anything crazy. Like he's pulling this off. Flavor Flav, seriously. Wow. But, yeah, I caught something the other day. I mean, I don't watch any other real sports other than MMA and boxing, you know. So, uh, I, the other sports, I figure they, they just play with balls. Uh, but, anyway. Uh, <laughs> there we go. But, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, oh, boy. So, uh, but yeah, I, I caught LL Cool J on there though, and he was doing uh, like an intro, kind of like they had somebody singing for the NFL for all those different seasons. They switched that around. I wonder if that's a thing, or it was just a one-off. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Interesting. What do you think? See, what do you think? Uh, Shakar Stevens Stevenson uh, versus the. Uh, uh, Dino Santos uh, next Saturday. Um, you, you know, um, I'm high on Shakur. I, I'm high on Shakur. Uh, Santos, I heard about. I, I'm I'm trying to uh, recollect them, but I just well, know I recollect them. Let me say this: I recollect Santos. Santos, he, he he's uh, sixteen and one, fourteen knockouts. His one loss was a majority decision loss. To uh, I forget the guy's name. The guy is undefeated fighting the day actually. Uh, Will Chamberlain maybe? I, no, not Will Chamberlain. What the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> um, I forget the guy's name. But anyway, uh, Zito just talked about difficult and dangerous. Shakur is a difficult fight for anybody in and around his weight. Edwin De La Santos is a dangerous fight for anybody in and around his weight. De La Santos is what makes him dangerous is he's obviously very aggressive and, you know, he's still young. So he's still learning, right? So these young guys, you know, just like Shakur is still young, these young guys get better fight to fight. So we're talking about a young guy who is uh, very explosive, uh, still crude in his attacks. So Shakur can outbox him, but where he's very dangerous is he, again, very heavy handed and he has quick hands. So he's not a guy you can, take lightly at all. You need to be hyper-focused because he's the kind of guy who all of a sudden can, you know, counter a combination really quick with heavy, heavy shots. His problem is is that compared to Shakur, he's a little crude. Um, so, again, difficult fight for the uh, De Los Santos, dangerous fight for Shakur. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I do. Oh, no, I, I, you know, and what I do like, as I say, Santos, that crew, crew might not work as well against Shakur. Now, dangerous, shoot, that, Shakur can take a shot. He doesn't take many, but from what I've seen, he, he can take a shot and keep it going. Um, one thing I've, I've been more impressed of is his footwork. Like, he, he can take it to you going forward, or he can steer you. Um, 
got that, and that's kind of what, to me, his improvement is his feet, and he's he's going to mm-hmm. get good timing with it. So uh, I mean, it's interesting to see, and uh, it's interesting to see. I'm waiting for the big for, for those guys to start meeting up with each other. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to approach on the same weight. That that one, they're all dangling around that 140 mark. So, mm-hmm. well, guys, we're just about uh, against up against our uh, time limit here. Uh, Bob, thank you for coming on and and being prepared. Z is always a pleasure, and uh, uh, Ty. Uh, you always add a lot, an awful lot to the program. I appreciate all of you. Um, let's see, Ty, you want to lead us out? Ty? Okay, how about Z? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Wonderful show. Another wonderful show. Uh, I want to thank Butch, Bob, uh, Tony, Caden for a few minutes, Ty, uh, all of my Fighting Wars family. These shows are a memory of Bob, Coach Mellon, Dr. Chris. If anyone wants to hear any fighting words, please do call. Hey, Bob. Another great show. Love hanging with you guys on Saturdays, talking it up. Uh, <clears throat> God bless all of our Fighting Words fans. Uh, it was great to get Caden on. That hundred air thing was a crack up, Frank. So, uh, um, and always a pleasure getting with Z and Ty. So, everyone, God bless. Have a great week. Keep those uh, chins down, eyes up. Have a good one. Thank okay. you. Ty? It, it was definitely great to be at all with you guys. It was great hearing from Cade, man. A long lost little brother. So, uh, great show as usual. Uh, Bob is a cobalic, Coach Wells watching over us, Dr. Chris, Keith is laughing. Everyone have a safe, well, and wonderful week. Great. You too. You all, you guys too. Ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week. Great appreciate it. The men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services, the doctors and nurses, and first responders on the first line of COVID response, as well as those who stock the shelves in the, in the supermarket. These programs are dedicated to those who lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Patrolman De- David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Sergeant Thomas Fatinger, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Michael, Mike, uh, uh, Sergeant Tom Wilson, uh, Charlotte County Sheriff's Office, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tar- Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. Sergeant uh, Chris Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman and Officer Chris from Lakeland PD. Lieutenant Joe Zerva, Newcastle County Police. Deputy Josh Myers, National County Sheriff's Department. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain, um, I'm sorry. Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant R.F. Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Super Joe Bullock, Philadelphia, I'm sorry, Florida Highway Patrol. Uh, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogo, Longwood Cape Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Deputy Mike Hargrove, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Blaine Lane and Deputy Charlie Myers, 
Polk County Sheriff's Department, Sergeant Chris Fitzgerald of uh, Philadelphia Police, of Philadelphia Sheriff's Department and Temple Police Department, and S Sergeant um, Alonzo um, Mongoya from the, the um, Philadelphia Police Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10, seven at this point in time, we will be 10, 10 at the table of the Lord. <clears throat> may the rose rise, until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rain fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in a hollow of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week, everyone.
1999. County dispatch to 1999. County dispatch to 1999. All units be advised, 1999's response is last emergency. May God rest his soul and all the souls of the faithful departed.